Today, on our collaborate talk show, we have two eminent ladies on the panel. Kasturi Banerjee, founder and CEO Still Distilling Spirits, the makers of Maka Zairam. And Shadbi Basu, mixologist, buy and beverage consultant, trainer, author, partner at Creative Consultants. This panel will discuss women choosing off-track careers and excelling in them. 100% different compared to when you started first time. You guys don't hear me at all because uh, how did you Correct. feel how did you feel being a pioneer? Was it in uh, you know I'll show you attitude like you know uh, in your face or was it more like okay help me out here I've got into a new field and uh, be supportive of me or either of the extremes or was it a middle ground what did you choose when you uh, what was the attitude you chose when you chose to go into bartending? Um, yeah, it was neither of the two. It was simply, I'm here, I'm doing a good job and I'm going to continue to do a damn good job of whatever it is that I'm meant to do. Um, what happens as a result is, is, is something that I will handle either way. But um, it was not something that I chose to do. It was something that I fell into as part of food and beverage. And therefore, for me, it was nothing spectacular. For me, it was just me doing my job. Uh, I was given a responsibility and um, I was simply doing the best that I could do to make sure that uh, I did a damn good job of the responsibility that was given to me. So it wasn't even a thought. I didn't even think that there was something different that I was doing. Uh, it's part of food and beverage, right? So it's part of what we're doing as normal folks. And when did you start out? When did you start out? So I started for one year in the kitchen and because I had a chef who didn't really no, want year? me in the kitchen. Which year was this? 1980. 1980. Yep. <laughs> 1980. From 1980 to 81, for one year, I was in the kitchen as a trainee chef. And since uh, I wasn't getting anywhere where I wanted to be, I moved out uh, to a standalone uh, Chinese restaurant called Chopsticks. Um, okay. And, and my manager there, by default, said, you're, as part of your job on the floor, you're also in charge of the bar means that every cocktail that's on the menu is your responsibility and you have to make it. And, uh, you know, so I was literally pushed there, whether you like it or not. It's only after I started discovering it because I realized that if I was in charge of something, I had to master what I was doing and I knew everything only theoretically. And therefore it was that whole process of trying to understand it better so that I could do a really good job uh, is when I, discovered the whole world and I thought to myself, wow, why did I never think of this? Or why did I not look at it? And that's how it began for me, you know, as, as a, I always had two jobs rolled into one. I looked after the restaurant as well, but I also looked after the bar. So for me, it was at every stage, it was two jobs. I never had only one job. So at every time I would be in charge of a restaurant, but I would also be in charge of the bar. So my, my job was to make sure that the cocktails were done right. Um, I had to make sure that everything was perfect. And to do that, I had to study myself so that I could become good at it. And so for me, it was never ever about help me guys or, you know, being in someone's face to say, listen, take it or leave it. I'm here to stay. It wasn't. It was simply a question of surviving and doing a really good job. That was it. My only one purpose was, oh God, I hope I don't screw up. That was it. Nothing else. Okay, so you said, I hope you don't screw up. Now the question to both of you, um, 
on the job let's say i mean we all hope we don't slow up but we do end up making gaffes so how do you address that i mean uh, both kasturi or shadbi could take that how do you end up dealing with failure actually it's a very good thing failure because it's failure that teaches you stuff if i don't fail i won't learn i failed a lot and i learned a lot and that's what made me who i am because i persevered i realized from my mistakes that i could do better and that there was more out there and therefore i had to study hard to learn and make up for my deficiencies and therefore i think failure is a good thing because it really pushes you out there and it's it tells you that you know you have to go there and make it work for you so i think failure is good i i have learned a lot from my failures and i think if i hadn't failed i probably wouldn't have learned that much kasturi you'd like to say something on that about failure and how you handle it there's a bit of a lag between the voice between when she speaks yeah. and when yeah. you hear it so i'm guessing i quite agree with her i think i'm a person who only when i hit rock bottom can okay so i'll again interpret you are a person who when you hit rock bottom that's the only time you can rise and this carl de costa on the panel who uh, as part of this says failures are stepping stones to success very true yes absolutely i think so absolutely okay so i'm going to uh, uh, failure and uh, very closely connected to failure is risk so there is this uh, uh, see we do a lot of training programs and uh, also when you talk to people i always hear people saying you know why why to take a risk my question to you all is is risk real or is risk anyway present it's like air it's anyway there so do you actually go to take risk or is risk anyway inevitable what's your view on i i definitely take risks for sure in fact i kind of wait out you know i i wait out i look at the risk and i i i listen to what my gut tells me about that risk um and i found that every time i do that well eight times out of 10 i'm okay and i think that if you fail twice out of 10 i think it's perfectly good it's acceptable that you might uh, you know take a risk and not succeed but on the other hand if eight out of 10 times it works out fine for you i think risks are something that you should take because they are challenges and opportunities so you know if you don't take up challenges and if you don't take opportunity when you see it in the face i see so many people going through life who have spent so much time thinking about opportunity weighing pros cons that by the time they've thought it through the opportunity is gone so it doesn't make sense to me i would rather fail you know what i mean i would rather fail or i would rather get duped uh rather than not take the opportunity at all so i'm okay about failure and i'm okay about you know getting you know into the wrong i put my foot somewhere where i shouldn't have but i did but the experience of putting your foot where you shouldn't in itself is brilliant because it again teaches you more stuff and and you know that the next time you you know you will still go ahead and take that risk you'll just be slightly smarter about it so i think risks are, are definitely real and uh, you should go with your gut kasturi yeah it's all about risks right 
I, I one thing I like is I'll, I'll just point out you do like risk because we couldn't hear you and you took the risk of putting your video on and we actually heard you this time. <laughs> no, no, no. The Wi-Fi just got connected. Oh, oh wow! Brilliant! <laughs> oh, fantastic! Maka zai zai. Anyway. Oh, zai is zai. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, Kasuri, good, good. Your Wi-Fi is back. Can you tell okay, us about? Okay, you go back to her because now we. Yeah, can yeah. Hear just, no, just one sec. Uh, just about the gigs you did at bars. Can you tell us because uh, it's interesting to know that before you launched Makazai Wine, uh, uh, the rum, you you worked at bars. You did gigs at bars. You were saying. No, I did not. I did not uh, do gigs at bars. I used to do gigs at events, like as oh, a. Okay. Yeah, uh, it can be birthdays, weddings. You know those big parties. and where they come and tell you 4 baje tak chalna hai 7 baje tak chalna hai i used to love them like i used to have a so what would you, what were you doing there but bartending just behind the bar making drinks pouring drinks making cocktails oh, okay okay so you were bartending at parties yeah not, yeah not in a bar or restaurant no and so i did that because hmm. that so i was learning right you just can't land up in a restaurant without knowing anything right there has to be a little little process So okay. I learned the bartending. Then I did those gigs, where I kind of got the speed because that's only speed, right? That's not like you have to know your cocktails, but it's more speed. And that is where I think uh, I realized that you know talking is also as much important as you know. There's a whole thing. You have to know your drink. You have to know your garnishes. It's multitasking, right? You're talking. You know. So so I did that for a while. I really enjoyed. And then I was really trying. to look for jobs in bars but and there is where i really think this gig economy works you know i was doing uh, whiskey tastings i was taking sessions on manufacturing processes and all that tiny tiny ones but i was doing them so i did not have the opportunity to work full time in a bar which is 6 days a week and it was very very difficult for me to go and explain to bar managers or restaurant managers that just give me an opportunity to try okay so i have a question here to you all on this word try and uh, you know people giving you opportunity again i'm going back to you know discussions i have with people and i i find two sides of it there are times when people say that you know uh, there are non supportive people and people are all out to get you down and on the other side i find there are these people who are actually make it big and and they say you know there are people who are always pushing us up and stuff like that you know boosting us or encouraging us what has your experience been especially considering both of you have tried out something you know i would like to say unheard of at the time you tried it out so uh, what was the experience are people out rooting for you or are people out bringing you down to your roots kasturi i should i think you should take this one first sure i think i no i think there are more people rooting for you so the people who are putting trying to put you down are so few that you can actually ignore them and move ahead very very fast the people who are rooting for you will always root for you like ma'am is one of them one of my first first ideas i still remember the table where i sat and spoke to you about it was one of your uh, sessions yeah of byju i think correct and and i think we were meeting two three days in consecutive events yes i caught her and i said listen i need time i need to talk to you for half an hour undisturbed because you don't get to talk to her when she's in public right there's a queue of people 
so then i caught hold of her and i spoke to her i shared some ideas and we discussed so you know i so for me you know and uh, i think ma'am will believe this uh, that I, the only way i could learn was to read and reach out because i didn't have the luxury of time that you know i will do bartending for 10 years 15 years i'll excel and then i will figure out this i didn't have that kind of bandwidth of time so what i did is i read i read i traveled i went to distilleries i saw things i tasted i don't know how many rums um i actually would go to friends and go to their friends houses because how much you can't buy as much right how much can you buy and taste it's not possible so i think you get all kind of people but i think people who root for you will will help you always it doesn't matter sadbi yeah i think so too i think there's more people rooting for you than people who put you down and and you know um, i think the important part is when you know who you are and we know when you know what you want uh, people who want to put you down don't matter you kind of take a deep breath and let them go and say you know you know the famous saying right um, forgive them for they know not <laughs> so that's that's my attitude that's my attitude when whenever i see people like that uh, for any any reason whatsoever uh, this is my thing i take a deep breath and let it go and and you know mentally i just say forgive them lord because it, it's it's their loss honestly it's never going to be our loss because we know exactly what we want and we know uh, what we're doing it for we have good reason for everything that we do so yeah yeah okay so a message from you all let's say uh, let's say you look at us as your kids okay all both of you i mean look at us as your kids and you are advising your kids on uh, because you dominate yeah Come yeah on. me i am 18 break, years man. old i am 18 years old i've colored my beard white just to look a little mature kasturi don't laugh <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um, let's say you look at us as kids and uh, see uh, i deal a lot with kids and uh, their parents also tend to you know uh, bombard them with you know sticking to the beaten path or you know log aise nahi karte ya aurat log aise nahi karte ya bude log aise nahi karte ya uh, indians aise nahi karte so what is your take on this aise nahi karte and because you are both chosen the off beat path which i really love so what would you say to them if they come to you and say should i go off the off the beaten path or should i stick to the beaten one well my first question is why do you want to do what you're doing if it's something that you love something that uh, fascinates you something that kind of keeps you awake at okay. night because that's what you want to do then then that's what you should do then you don't worry about the why's and the wherefores and you don't worry about who will say what because those people who may or may not say things are not the people who are going to feed you or educate you or 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 put you where you are and therefore they don't matter what matters is do you think you're on the right path do you think that you're doing something that you should be doing because you kind of really love it and you think that it's interesting and you want to study it more and more uh, and become really good at uh, what it is if that's the focus if that's how you feel about and it doesn't have to be it, it can be anything at all it can be anything at all then i think that's what you should pursue Uh, forget about what people will say the most important thing of course is to be able to show those who are closest to you 
that it is the right thing to do. And if you need help uh, in, in you know, convincing your family, uh, then find the right people who will help you convince the family that you're on the right path. And you should just go for it. Okay. So I like that beaten or offbeat is not the point. It's what you want. I like yeah. that. Uh, Never do something perspective. because you, I like that perspective. you want to be different. And that's the one thing I always advise against. Okay. Don't do it because you want to be different. Do it because you love it. Yeah, and Superb. Add to nice perspective. Kasturi? Yeah, just to add to what ma'am saying, I really, if somebody has to do it, they will not go and ask anybody, will I do it? They will just silently do it, I think. And no, but the younger ones don't, Kasturi. No. You okay. and me, yes, but the younger ones are afraid. It'll be on Instagram if they're doing it. There's tremendous pressure on them. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you reach a stage where you know that you're thinking to yourself and you're not dependent on anyone else uh, and you don't care a damn what they think, that's cool because that's luckily where we are. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. That's really good because really, I mean, I really don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I'm like... Oh. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, 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 read, I read your lips on what you were trying to say. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, audience uh, participants who are listening in, you can type in your questions in the QA format. Uh, also, you could unmute your mics in, shortly. I'll be doing that and uh, post your question directly to Kasturi or Shadbi um, when I um, start the QA. Uh, now, one question to you all, which just came in today to, to me, it came on a WhatsApp or a Facebook thing. What's your view on burnout? You know, there, there was this uh, post somebody put up, you know, that uh, uh, stop stop uh, glorifying overworking and stuff like that. So uh, I'm sure you guys work. I mean, it can't be an eight hour shift because I know um, uh, the, the type of work that comes in. So it can't be an eight hour shift. So what is your view on burnout? When does it happen? Is it a possibility? How do you deal with it? Kasuri, <laughs> you're the younger one and you've seen both the worlds. So go ahead. Um... There is burnout. There's, it's not possible that if you work so hard, uh, sometimes 24 hours seem less when you have to be at it. It's, uh, it's near, sometimes it's a blur between day and night, right? You, you don't know days, dates. So it's there. Um, I think a few things, I don't know. I, I, a few things I really, really do. And I think, I think kids nowadays are a little more aware than what we were. Um, being in alcohol, you have to be out at nights. Like, you know, there is drinking, if not drinking, there's tastings and tastings and tastings on and on. So, um, I just think I work out. I just, I feel that, you know, I do some form of exercise. And very recently, I started some meditation. Um, I'm a very, very high energy person, like super high energy. So, I think that meditation has kind of helped me a little bit. So, I really think that burnout will be there, but Keep some time for yourself during the day, half an hour, 40 minutes. Do, do what you like, then that burnout will be a little more easier to bear, I would say. But I will not say there's no burnout. If you want to do something, if you want to, like, you know, she's worked in the kitchen, she's worked in the bar at the same time, can you imagine? So, I mean, she must have been dead by the end of the day and did the same thing. But, you know, there's satisfaction. So, I guess burnout is there, but you have to manage it. Definitely take care of yourself. If you need help, if you're not feeling good, speak to somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. 
whichever physically mentally don't keep it to yourself talk to friends i'll come back to that speaking to people and uh, shadbi your take um yeah i think you know sometimes when you enjoy the work so much you actually don't feel the burnout at all uh, it's you know it just kind of takes you through everything yeah. but at the same time you realize for yourself you know how much a body can take and you know how it can't so you tend to find a balance somewhere for me you know my balance was that you know every once in a while i would just take the day off or two days off i wouldn't even tell people that i was i i probably sometimes was only in my own room but i would tell people i was out for the weekend and all i would do is stay in my room lay down watch tv watch four movies back to back deep breathe a little bit and i would be fine um also spending time with some of your closest friends it is so so important to have really good friends because they will take the pressure away from you even if it's for a couple of hours one evening or uh, in two weeks that one evening with your friends they bring you down to earth from wherever the hell you had gone up uh, you know they kind of tell you the truth straight up and say okay stop this is it and just that time with friends kind of you know allows you to let go allows you to relax a little bit and um, and you're fine you're back up again so i think it's a important to understand yourself and your body and when to and know when to stop and to give yourself that little break that little break can be simply a day in bed or just a drive somewhere where you go out for one weekend somewhere drive spend one night come back or 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 spend a couple of days with your friends something to kind of break the monotony break the 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 whole uh, stress of the work and you'll be fine but honestly i still feel that when you really love what you do your body manages to kind of find that balance somewhere you know i remember having worked days on end with just 3 hours of sleep when we were doing these really big gigs and we would sleep for 3 hours 4 hours and yet we would be bright through the day full of energy but once those 3 4 days were done i would just sleep for a whole day i would try yeah. and sleep for a whole day do nothing yeah. just sleep so i think you, if you're smart if you're smart you will do this if you're smart you'll find that balance um if you're not smart then of course it's trouble for you but i think most people in the hospitality trade were smart so even if we are slogging like crazy sometimes on the bar just communicating with guests kind of brings you down a little bit kind of eases you out because you have you're chatting you laugh a little bit um you know it kind of releases the tension a little bit okay so both of you mentioned about talking to people and i know both of you are very techno savvy like Uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook. a lot of kids also listening in. So culture of putting things on Facebook that everything is all right and I'm here, I'm having fun, blah blah blah. But there's no real connection, right? And both of you mentioned about talking to someone. So who are your go-to people? Who how do you choose your go-to people that you know this is the person I could talk to, this is the person I could download on, or you know just chill with? Uh, are they friends? Are they family? uh are there some guru that you go to what's your mantra <laughs> guru <laughs> no gurus no gurus no gurus for you so who do you go, go to different people i know i don't know i think you know sometimes kasturi do you go to the monk <laughs> monk 
Yeah, I As in the old one. I used to, I used to. <laughs> yeah, so you were telling us. So who do you talk to? Um, you, I mean, for different things, I think you talk to different people, right? Like, it depends on what... You usually have one best friend, one or two maybe, who are usually right... I mean, they're already some 20, 30 years old friends. Like, I think that is... That's one set who are always there, who are also the ones, like she said, will bring you down and slam you and say, don't wear this out. You have a Zoom call today. So I was wearing the Makazai t-shirt. A friend told me, please don't wear this t-shirt out today. You have a call. Okay. You know, so there are friends who do that. And uh, then sometimes there are work buddies, right? So then you go to some other people, I mean, some other trade friends, right? Who, who help you out. So yeah, it's a, I think it's not, I don't think there's one person. Then your mom's always there. And, you know, those things are always there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I have a question for both of you, which popped up into my head just this second. I think it's for something else said. Uh, or no. So if I want to start a business, like, I mean, I'm asking you, if you, if I want to start a business and a lot of people think you need money to start a business, I'm sure uh, money cannot be defined by X amount of money is required. It is X is, you know, anything. Right? So did you all have enough money stashed away when you started business or uh, are you, are you, yeah, or are you, you know, on a shoestring or, uh, you know, uh, bootstrapping it? How are you all managing how did you all manage? How are you all managing? How do you plan to manage money? <laughs> Stash of money, ma'am. Look at the question. Hey, you're coming to, I'm coming to an ex-banker, man. Bankers don't make money. The bank keeps the money of other people. I don't know why people think bankers make money. So go no, ahead and answer I the question. All, I think bootstrapped. <laughs> like every penny is in the business now. Yeah, absolutely. At least currently we are. Um, we just recently got funded. Yeah, just, yeah. just got funded. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us how much? Yeah, I can. I mean, we just got funded by two crores. So not too bad. Whoa. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Just like now. So yeah, so. So the collaborative talk show worked for you. Sorry? The collaborate talk show worked for you. It brought you luck. <laughs> so, no, because we were actually waiting to go post market. So we've now been selling for two and a half months. Not two and a half months, two months. Close to two months. So, yeah, so we were a little more stronger, right? So it's easier. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, no, I, I think that it depends, on, it, it depends on the kind of business you go into. Like for me, for example, when I started my business, I had no money at all. I was at zero. All I had was what I had here and what I had here. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. I had to rely on my skill and my, my communication skill and my knowledge to get people to accept me and give me money for what I was doing for them. So um, for me, it was purely, um, I, I kind of had this innate belief in myself. I tell myself every time I'm at zero, I have such innate belief in myself that irrespective of whatever it is, I still climb back out. I never at any point tell myself, oh God, I'm so screwed. I have no money in the bank now. What am I going to do? 
I always say that, hey, theek hai na, what's the big deal? If it's not there, it's not there. But that doesn't mean it won't come. Yeah. So all you have to do is kind of go there and push yourself and say, look, this is what I can do and innovate, you know, go out and, and, and reinvent yourself and say that there is no one avenue. You have to take your knowledge, which is your root, and then say, how many different directions can I go in with that? And that's how I survived and that's how I work because I don't come from a background which, which is funded. And no one funded me. My father said to me, I've educated you. Now you go out and do whatever the hell you want. You're on your own. You know, that was it. That was it. We are there to support you in everything that you do. Uh, but we're not giving you any money. That you have to go out and do for yourself. And, and therefore, and I've been super, I've been uh, super independent. You know what I mean? I didn't want to take money from my husband either. I told him your account is your account. My account is my account. Uh, I don't want to know what you do in your business and you don't want to know what I do in my business. Um, and, and we just have to, you know, make sure that we go out and do what we have to and support ourselves. So I think reinvention is the key. And that's what I learned throughout the years. I started with one thing, but I took that base as a knowledge and tried to do different things with it. And, um, you know, when no one thought it could happen, it did. I still remember the first time when I said that, you know, I want to do workshops. Uh, this was somewhere in the late 90s, no, mid 90s. And, you know, I was at home, I'd had a baby. And so I wasn't working full time. And I thought, what am I going to do? And so I decided that I would do workshops at home in my house. I literally put an ad uh, put in, in, the, in the midday, used to have this column of what's happening. So I said, let me just give it a shot. And I, I put up these things on this date. One, I would do a wine workshop and one I was doing a cocktail workshop. And people actually came. They actually called and, and, and registered for it. And I was in shock. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And this is the mid nineties, okay? We're talking 95, 96. And I actually did a series of those workshops in my living room at home. And they were fantastic. And then when I told, uh, I remember the first time I told Vikram Achanta at Taliho, I said, Chanti, we need to do this. You know, and he said, Kaun yaar? I said, kar, kar to dek. let's try it. We should do it. Let's tie up with someone. If we can't tie up, let's just do it on our own. And we did our first ones on our own. So we, we said, let's just put it out there. You have a website. We've created all of this. Let's get traction on the website. Let's see what happens. Maximum kya hoga? Registration nahi aega na? So we've not lost anything. And we put it out there and we had people. So much so that then we were able to get funded by Smonoff and we started calling the workshop the Smonoff Tastemaker Session. And it was one of the most successful programs that was ever run for Smonoff anywhere in the world. So I'm saying that you need to have innate belief in what you believe in. You need to tell us if you know, and if you believe in something 100%, you know that you will make it work for you. And, and I think, you know, that's why uh, I've never had money and I've always succeeded. So actually, honestly speaking, I don't want to open the question, the floor out to questions because you guys are giving me so much, so many more questions to ask, but I'm not going to be selfish on this one. And opening out the uh, floor, um, Javis uh, Hitesh says he has a question. So if you can unmute him. And there's someone who said, don't stop at five. <laughs> I just hope you get, yeah. So Javis, unmute Hitesh. Hello, am I audible? 
Yes, Hitesh. Yes, we'd like to see you, Hitesh. You can put on your camera also because you are promoted to panelist when we do this. Uh, how do I start the camera? Your video. You just put your video. Start on. video. Put your video on. So Hitesh Chawla, by the way, runs a brand called Bagatarachan. He is one of our uh, well wishers and always on the talk show with us. Wow, that is so cool. Sorry, sorry, I cannot. I don't know how to start my video. And that's okay. So there's a little video Question. icon next to your um, your mute no, button. No, no, it may not, it may not be showing to him. Uh, Jervis, can you anyway go ahead, Hitesh, ask the question. Okay, okay. Uh, so, my, uh, good evening, everyone. So, my question to the panelists is: So, during the lockdown, all businesses have suffered a lot, which we all know. So, Hitesh, you are on mute. We've lost him. No, he's gone on mute. I think. No, no, no he's not. He's here. I can see him. He's on the. He's in the panelists. Oh, he's on mute he's, now. Yeah, yeah. Am I audible? Yeah. Now you can be seen yes. also. Yeah. Yeah. So good evening, everyone. Uh, Hi. So my question. My uh, my question to the panelists is that during the lockdown, all businesses have suffered. So, but when we heard the news that you know wine shops are opening. i could see a kilometer long line in front of all the wine shops so i just want to know has the liquor industry suffered compared to all the businesses during the lockdown and what what do you see in the future for the liquor industry like i don't see there's a recession in the liquor industry but i would like to know your opinion both of i think i think kasturi should take this i should yes yes i will also give my two minutes but let kasturi begin Yeah. Um, I think only two nations in the world um, stop liquor. One is one is uh, South Africa. Uh, I just want to. So liquor is also directly uh, connected to agriculture, if you know. Grains. Yes. Yes. So, but when you stop liquor, it is not that you're only affecting consumption of alcohol. you're actually can you think of the chain going down like your agriculture your harvest the whole chain is suffering so we so what you're saying is that people who ever. drink are actually helping the farmers absolutely especially those who drink <laughs> indian drinks the ones that we are making all the craft spirits that are out uh, you are definitely yeah. helping farmers yes you are helping farmers okay so uh, so should be your take that is one part of this oh sorry Okay. And ma'am, ma'am, should talk about the restaurant. I mean, she she knows much more than me on that part. I think the yeah the current current situation. Okay, so um, I have to say that um, the the spirits industry suffered greatly as well during the lockdown because for the longest time there was no sale. Uh, a lot of this, especially especially when you talk of craft spirits and high end products, so uh, it was not just the spirits industry; it was also the. Uh, importers distributors all of them uh, suffered a lot because a wine sh- stores were closed and even when wine stores opened uh, the restaurant and the hotel industry was shut and the largest uh, consumers are the hospitality industry and when you have zero hospitality industry you have zero sale as well 
um, they had to come out with all kinds of innovative ways in which they could reach the consumer directly. Uh, so to actually create that whole process of getting to the consumer uh, was also very difficult because even when they opened, you know what, how chaotic it was. It's only after they came up with a system of delivery that things kind of eased out a little bit. And people were still not used to drinking alone at home. See, it was also about going out, about meeting with friends. And because they were not meeting enough people, consumption was far lower. So even when um, the hotel, when the shops opened, it was it was it was a relief, but it was still not enough because the hospitality industry didn't open till almost October. And even when it op opened, it was still very very slow, very very low key. Um, as it still is, as it still is, there are some who are maybe breaking protocol and, and trying to get in business because they want to make up for lost time. And there are others who are still following protocol. Therefore, they're still not doing uh, well as well as they could. They're simply barely surviving. And we know how many people have shut down as well. So I think it was a, it, it was a huge cycle for everybody. Um, and therefore, I think, you know, the liquor industry was not spared either. Yes, for the future, when we talk about the future of the spirits industry, I think uh, it's a very bright future, especially for craft Indian products um, across the spectrum, because of the fact that those most of who uh, are in the picture creating these craft spirits are young people. They are young entrepreneurs who are passionate. Unlike the old guard, they were simply businessmen. All right, for them, it was a factory. It was not a distillery. Um, they had no concept of quality. Um, it was just product and mass produced product. Whereas the young people today, these are all young entrepreneurs, you know, whether it's Kasturi, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, Anand Virmani, Dominic. whether it's uh, um, Rahul Mehra, uh, Vidit, all of these people, are all young people. Even if you're looking at the slightly bigger companies like say uh, Amrut Distilleries, uh, if, you, if you see Vikram, he's such a young guy. If you're looking at Paul John, uh, he also is reasonably young and very passionate about what he does. And that the reason for good quality product is passion. And, and the fact that they want to create a legacy of great quality product and they want people to look at them and say, they want to change this whole perception that if it's Indian, it has to be rubbish. And we've lived with that perception for the longest time, that it has to be imported for it to be good. Uh, I think we want to change that perception now. We want to give these young people a chance because they're working against some crazy odds. They're working against a system that is hammering them. It's like a huge wall that you keep banging your head against. And if you get that small breakthrough, you're kind of saying, oh my God, what a relief. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, it has a great future. Uh, I hope that we are able to make breakthroughs and change some perceptions and change the laws to, to make these young entrepreneurs uh, shine and to be proud of them. You know, as a country, we have to stop living in the past. You know, we have to be able to accept that this is also made in India and made in India. And why should we not be proud of made in India products? And they are definitely helping farmers. They are buying grain and fruit from the country. Um, 
so I think I think you know we should support these people, Great. and um, and so yes, uh, suffering so was thanks. all true. Suffering thanks. was all true. So even the liquor industry suffered. Hitesh, if that makes you feel good. A question from a question from Reka. I need to understand what does an opportunity mean. Could you please help me with an example? Kasturi, give the example of your opportunity. You're on mute, babes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, what is an opportunity? Um. I, I really don't know how to answer this question. Um, there is, I mean, an opportunity doesn't kind of come to you. You have, to, there are things actually right in front of you. You have to figure out which is the one, which is your opportunity. So I really don't know how to answer this I, can question. I, can I, can I, can I take this? Let me try. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me try. So, so, so when you say what exactly is an opportunity, it's when you see something that's in front of you. It's when you see something, it's like an opening. All right. It's like an opening and you're looking at saying, should I go there? And if you know that what you're seeing is in sync with what you already know about yourself, then that's an opportunity for you to go out and discover more. I'll give you a couple of examples of opportunity. It's like what I said, that I know my spirit, I know my wines, I know how to mix, I teach. And that's why I saw that because I worked, I saw the opportunity that consumers, people who came to my bars, were very curious about spirits, were very curious about products, and they had no idea how to get the answers that they want. I saw that as an opportunity, and I took the opportunity saying, hey, let me open up my world to them. Let me say, would you like to learn how to mix a drink at home? Uh, would you like to understand whiskey better? Or would you like me to show you how to appreciate wine or to even understand what it's all about? Is there a mystery? Can I demystify it for you? That was an opportunity because I saw the opening. So every time you see an opening, you look at it and say, can I do something here? that will both make me happy and someone else happy as well. So it's an opportunity that you take. Um, so every time you, you see something, your mind has to be open and willing to experiment and to explore something. That for me is an opportunity. Be open to exploring. Don't, don't block yourself and say, no, this I can't do. Give yourself a chance. Um, anyone can see opportunity, even if you're sitting at home. Look at the opportunity that young people and women have taken during the lockdown of cooking at home, all kinds of things. And they have become almost restaurant class in the way they have experimented. That was an opportunity. They looked at it and said, maybe I can try or uh, use um, social media like Instagram. Uh, or even within my own WhatsApp groups, if I live in a colony, can I put it in WhatsApp to people in the colony to say, I'm going to be cooking this on Sunday. Would you like some? So opportunity is something that will come in all forms. Your mind has to simply be open to see it. Okay, and to so grab it. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a couple of questions. And uh, uh, Javis, just check. Vanessa had put a hand up if she wants to speak. Anyway. 
I'm going to club a couple of questions because we've got a lot of questions and requesting you all to you know tighten up the answers because we are already on okay. time now. Uh, okay. So I'm going to club the questions. How can one start a business, and how is it exactly you did? What is it exactly you did to grow your business? What part did you exactly pick? And then the question I'm going to club it with: Do you need investment to be successful? So how do you start a business? Do you need investment to start it? How did you uh, grow your business? What part did you exactly pick? So you have two um, distinctly different uh, business models. One that yes, it will benefit from investment, and the other one which will grow irrespective of investment. You're seeing two completely different uh, people here. So both work for me. Okay, that was a very sharp answer. So, just to interpret for the audience, on one side we have Kasturi who needs large amount of investments to grow her business. Other side you have Shadbi Basu who started, like she said, with nothing. Uh, both, of course, you can tell have passion. So, uh, I think the answer is there. What do you want to do? Okay, uh, Jervis, did you check if Vanessa wants to be unmuted? Okay. Uh, would like to learn more about alcoholic beverages. That's from Vanessa. One second. Where is it? Would like to learn more about alcoholic beverages from the senior panelists in there. Oh, no. Is there a... No, her question is not complete. Okay. But I think what she's trying to say is how would she learn more about alcoholic beverages? Is there some platform or some place you go to? There are actually multiple platforms uh, that you can go to. There's so much information out there. The point is to begin at a point where you start at one point to say, what is it that I'm looking for? Start with one thing and then keep expanding your um, knowledge profile. Talk to people like me, Kasturi, and there are many more people like us. Um, and, and, you know, Google is wide open. So start with something. And, and if you want correct answers, uh, then start with looking at brand sites. You know, that's a great way to start learning. So, for Brand example, sites. yes, go to the Smirnoff site. Start with five of your favorite spirits and, and then go to their brand sites because you will get absolutely good quality information there. And once you've done that, you can start opening it up to other sites, uh, which will give you some great information. Thank you. Look at Thank top, you, top uh, magazines. Uh, that will give you some great information. But because not every information on Google is correct. There's a lot of not so great information also, which will mislead you. Okay. So Vanessa was saying thank you to you. I don't think you caught that. And okay. just some trivia some trivia on Vanessa. She's a Bombay girl who's moved to Goa. <laughs> she started a restaurant in Goa. In fact, her husband's a great musician. Vanessa's a great chef. So Kasturi, maybe you and Vanessa should catch up. I'll connect you later. Thanks, um, Thanks, Vanessa. And uh, Okay, so now uh, let me see if we can pull in any more questions. How do you balance your relationship while... Be uh, sorry, there was a call coming in. Okay, how do you balance your, your relationship while being ambitious about the profession? From Sakshi Desai, how do you balance your relationship while being amb ambitious about your profession? Nice. Woman to woman. Woman to women. Go, Kasturi. I've been married for 12 years now. So, um, both like, uh, you know, both have careers, right? So, 
it, it, this question is for the man also, right? How do you manage the relationship? It should not be <laughs> only hanging on the head of a woman. That you know, how are you managing? Because it's always like that, isn't? How are you running the house? How are you managing the relationship? I think we're married for twelve years. I think that speaks itself. For, uh, speaks for itself. Some tip. Some tip. Come on. Um, weekends don't try and do at least one meal out, so that you know. I'm just giving you things which you can do. I, I mean, that's what I have done. Um, some you have same sets of friends, so if you hang out together, that works. What else, ma'am? I don't Shabhi, know. I mean, Shabhi, you'd be twelve years for sure. Oh boy. So yeah, I, of course I'll be twelve years. Uh, Dominic, I've been married for almost forty years, four zero. So um, yeah, and I think what I learned is never talk about business when you're at home. That helps. Uh, we don't discuss business ever. We don't bring work home ever. Um, yes, um, we also we have same set of friends, and we also have different sets of friends. So we give ourselves a little space if. If we have friends that are different, uh, you know, it's time every once in a while to say, okay, you go hang with your friends, I go hang with mine. You don't have to do everything together, yeah. you know, but always find a little time for yourself. Um, you know, give yourself a break every now and again, whether it's going out for a meal, whether it's going off for a weekend, uh, whether it's just chilling at home together or, or cooking together. Uh, it doesn't matter what, but the idea is to open, keep lines of communication open all the time. The point is to communicate. Um, even if you're super busy, you have to still communicate. So if your lines of communication are open, it kind of, you know, finds a way to balance out. And every time you feel you need a break, you should take it, not be, you know, stupid about it. So yes, career is very important, but I took a break in my career when I had a kid. I literally did not work for almost full time for almost 10 years. But I used that, those 10 years to develop new skills. So in fact, that's the time when I learned how to write. That's the time I discovered that I had skills writing. So even though I was at home with my baby, I started writing for newspapers, writing for uh, trade journals, uh, then even went up to a point where I became the associate editor for a trade journal and writing on spirits and wine. Um, so, you know, it's all about, um, again, opportunity, uh, using your knowledge to create new avenues for yourself. And therefore, you know, you have to decide what is right for you and what is wrong for you. You know, if, if you feel, uh, and I, I can tell you that when I stopped working, there were times when I wanted to, you know, scream because I was just not used to not working. But you then, you know, you, you find that balance somewhere. You find that balance. I'm not saying there won't be ups and there won't be downs. Yes. But if you have a line of communication that's open, if you're able to have a conversation and be honest with each other, I think you survive almost anything. Great. So Sakshi is going to hand up Jervis. You want to check if she wants to speak? Uh, 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 Sakshi, yeah, go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Hello, ma'am. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh, I'm Sakshi Desai. I'm a student from SRI in Mumbai. And I'm 18 year old. Okay. Um, okay. So am I. So, so am I. <laughs> oh, yeah, sir. I heard you. Um, so actually, ma'am, the question was that even like I have been uh, planning on being a chef for since I was 12 years old and I have been, you know, pretty towards that. I have been very ambitious about it and everything. So that has kind of, you know, uh, affected my relationships a lot. So 
when it comes to you know choosing between one thing so like when it comes to choosing between what do you choose your relationship or your career so it's like choosing between your emotions and practicality so how how Baby, do you do with that you're only 18 i i you know something that's what i love of this question i, I love, love this it. question and uh, no shadbi what i would like you to do is to address it properly i am going because to. it is a, it is a, yeah because it it's coming at 18 she's getting a problem between career and relationship wow so, i just exactly, love your question sakshi i know that's why i'm 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 addressing it um and and honestly let me say one thing to you there are a few things about relationships uh, that you must uh, understand sakshi one is if there is a relationship that does not allow you to be who you are then that relationship is worth nothing because a good relationship allows people to grow and allows them to follow their dreams if a relationship does not allow you to follow your dreams it, that's a relationship you don't want at 18 you want to focus on yourself you want to focus on your education and you definitely want to focus on your career um relationships will come relationships will go or uh, relationships that are meant to be will stay if they are not meant to be they won't uh, you can feel bad about it you can cry a couple of buckets and that's fine as long as you have good friends with you to help you through it uh, and family with you to help you through it you'll be fine so don't worry too much about relationships at 18 okay if there is pressure then it's not a good relationship nobody should put pressure on you um at 18 or in fact at any stage i would say not just at 18 if somebody put pressure at me even at my age and i am not young okay i am not young uh, but even today if somebody put pressure on me in a relationship i would probably just walk out i'm terrible that way i would just look and say stop not happening so relationships you must must understand are very important but they are not so important that they bog you down anything that bogs you down is not a good relationship so do not ever feel guilty about pursuing your career about pursuing uh, your passion because that is what you need to do right now imagine if you didn't pursue your passion because you were feeling guilty about spending too much time on your work getting better at what you do Uh, and then the relationship ended what would you do you would feel oh, miserable I, I that you let considered. go that you let um, go of such a great opportunity of learning for this and and therefore i'm saying again and again and this is something that i i have uh, told my daughter as well so it's not just you I, i i said the same thing to my daughter for you to be able to be independent to stand on your own two feet and to be proud of who you are of yourself is more important than any relationship that you could build at age 18 19 and 20 a good relationship will come when you yourself are confident of yourself and are proud of yourself that's when good relationships happen that's my oh, take yeah. sorry yeah i know so i just great. if if there's a relationship which doesn't accept what you like there is no relationship exactly so i i think both of you would make great agony aunts uh, really good <laughs> really good advice and i also agree coming from a male also if there's a relationship that does not allow you to do what you want in life what relationship is that anyway all good things must come to an end and uh, i'm going to start wrapping up although there are a couple of questions still on the screen I'm, i'll have to ignore them uh, just to tell you that what uh, both uh, kasturi and shadbi said and this is the meat of the show the collaborate talk show 
I'll t- give you a little background on it. We started an app that connects people, uh, you know, freelance individuals, people who are passionate about what they do, to organizations. And I found it very strange that when we started this app, I thought it was a fantastic idea, right? That's why I did start it. And I found people worried about how will they earn, how will they get security, how will they? They, they were they had so many doubts. And I was thinking to myself that in uh, 1990, when I started off my career, I did gigs. And uh, we didn't call them gigs at that time. Kasturi has done gigs. Uh, Shadbi has done gigs. And and I don't think I ever worried about where my next meal is going to come from. You just sort of believed in yourself and went out and did it. Today I have people. They tell me, you oh, know, I've got 30 years experience. I've got 25 years experience. And they are afraid of putting their skills out there and marketing and selling it. Then what skills do you have? If you are afraid that people will not buy you, then you obviously don't have the skills. I would not want to buy you. You don't believe in yourself. Why will I buy you? They're looking for permanent jobs that, at the end of the month, they want a fixed salary. So this got me going, and that's why we started this collaborate talk show. And I've been meeting the most amazing people. I swear, I just love this show myself because there are people like Kasturi, Shadbi. We've had Ralad Kakar. We've had uh, so many uh, eminent speakers, Vikram Kamath, and all of them are talking about living their passion. And people say, you know, we need money. You don't need money. Here's Shadbi on the screen. Yes, uh, Kasturi on the screen. Who's raised the money? That means she didn't have it, right? She got it out from there. I started my business with three hundred and fifty rupees. That's how you sell your skill. Exactly. That's how you sell your skill. And on opportunity, before I wind up, I have a very interesting incident that took place just a few minutes ago. So, standing at my window, there's a coconut tree out there, and sitting under the coconut tree, I, I mean, I just I didn't know what had happened. There was a man who got up and he started rubbing his head. But I've already given you a hint. He was rubbing his head, and a Apparently, a coconut had probably fallen and grazed his head. He was not dead, right? He was watching it, and another gentleman walked over, and I thought he's coming to help the guy out. But what does he do? He picks up the coconut, and he tosses it to his friends, and then he goes behind the bush and he takes out one more coconut which had fallen, and he tosses it to his friends. Now, this is opportunity. It struck this man on his head. What's he doing? He's getting up and rubbing his head. Somebody else comes along, picks up that opportunity. And later on, they're tearing that coconut <laughs> apart, and they've enjoyed that coconut. This is what happens with us. We have opportunity hit us on the head, and we wonder what the shit's happening. And someone comes along, picks up that opportunity, and walks off. Now, this pandemic is an opportunity because many of you have lost jobs. This is the opportunity you're waiting for. This is the excuse you can go to your family and say, "Listen, there are no permanent jobs. That's why I'm trying out gigs. You don't need that excuse, but you can even try it out. Do something you're passionate about, man. Go out there, live your life." Enjoy it. One life, make it larger. I'm not selling Ramya, right? So great having you. But we don't mind show. if you do. We don't mind if you do. No, Kasturi <laughs> so, used Kasturi used so the pandemic. So I'm going to put. put yeah. yeah, I'm right. going to put. She used uh, the pandemic. Closing lines. She used the pandemic. I'm putting the closing lines across to you, huh. Kasturi and Shadbi. Your closing lines on the pandemic, on your lives. Two minutes, and then we wind up. So two minutes each. Go ahead. Um, I'll start with opportunity, and Ma'am was trying to talk about pandemic, and actually I took the pandemic as an opportunity. It was so so easy to get into a depression because you know I had November 2020 in mind to launch. I could have easily said, "Dude, it's not happening this year." Got into depression. I don't know, just binged on ice cream and Netflix. I could have done that. So. but i thought fantastic i you know i mean as i mean 
we were we were working on few things together i mean i was working with ma'am on a few things together, but very very little things i was trying to do at my best but what i really felt the pandemic kind of taught us is that you can stay at home very easily if you put your mind to something focus on on it you can achieve it i think uh, the kind of um the kind of uh, knowledge based sessions which were going on during the pandemic throughout the day you know there were dig academies ma'am you were doing some sessions um there was tally were doing sessions there were so many people i mean it was a fantastic you know uh, what i understand with bartenders and at least the fnb community there's no time they always complain about time right hafte mein ek din chutti that's also gone sleeping so i think anybody i think and a lot of people launched their uh, businesses um varun did his bar bundle i mean i think so many people did great 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 things so i think uh, yeah so pandemic um it's an opportunity i took it as an opportunity i worked towards it it worked second is um, i think focus and determination what ma'am was saying i think put your head on to something find that one thing where you can figure out and you can excel matching your skills like today i i can't go and say i want to be a gymnast i mean i can maybe but you know can i really really do it the way i want to i probably will not be able to right so be re- i mean be grounded know your skills channelize that skill so yeah that thank you so yes um, i also took the pandemic as an opportunity instead of you know um, you know sitting at home the first few weeks of course i just thought it was so exciting to do nothing <laughs> and then suddenly it was april and i said oh god for how long will i do nothing and then i started you know talking to people my, so many of the bartenders started calling me up they were depressed they were talking didn't know what to do here i was you know calming them down giving them advice telling them what to do i said okay we need to do some seminars now to help them find their way to tell them to look at it as, as an opportunity to study to enhance their skills because they'll never have time like this ever and then i thought to myself that listen i better practice what i preach um so i thought what the hell am i doing you know i'm not doing anything except telling other people what to do and that's yeah. when i decided to start um writing again and i thought uh, you know maybe i should write a book again i i've been wanting to do it for the longest time i've kind of taken it up dropped it taken it up dropped it over the last 5 8 years and i thought listen this is the best time i'm ever going to get to finish it i'm at home there's nothing for me to do i can focus on it 100% and that's what i did I actually took the opportunity and I completed a book and I thought you know in fact I did the exact opposite of what people expected me to do they expected me to write a book on spirits and wines and alcohol and I went the exact opposite route <laughs> and wrote a book on non-alcoholic drinks um because no, nobody had given that kind of um, focus to non-alcoholic drinks and I thought you know there are so many people who don't drink why should we not give them an opportunity so i spent the next 4 5 months actually writing a whole book on alcohol free drinks then i spent 2 months doing the photography for those drinks and then learned how to publish a book because i had no clue how to publish a book um but i learned all of that during the lockdown during the pandemic i learned everything i sat with my printers i understood everything i looked at papers i understood printing and finally by november i actually had a book that was photographed edited printed and ready and i was so excited and i thought wow it's already the pandemic is like 
at six months over already. So I think that's what you need to do. Look at every challenge as an opportunity to do something new. And if you if you look for that opportunity, uh, and, and you know, take it as a challenge to do something different. I think we can survive almost anything. Almost anything. We've survived the pandemic. So thank you very much, Shadbi and Kasturi, for being on the show. I know you all had to struggle to get out this time. Um, great oh, no, having no struggle at all. She has struggled. I have no struggle. I and in fact, I'm glad because it took my mind off stuff because um, I actually had my vaccination yesterday oh. and I woke up in the morning feeling really miserable. You know, I woke up feeling awful. I woke up with this horrible body ache and, you know. Okay, don't scare us. Don't scare us. Some of us haven't taken no, the vaccine. No, bad. So yesterday, yesterday, the whole day I was absolutely normal. Today, I just felt slightly creaky. But you can see me now, right? You've seen me through this whole thing. Do I look like I'm in? No, you look fab. So I just it just took my mind off it. So Shadbi, we'll have to wind up now. Although we're having a call for a month. Sorry. Yes, she has to be alcohol for a month. Yes, thirty days. No, no, no such thing. There is yes, yes, there is there is such thing. Rumor, rumor, Dominic. Okay, 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 okay. Rumor, Dominic. I'll take you on that anyway. So thank you very much for being. None of the doctors have said that yet. Okay. So thank you very much, Shabhi. Shabhi, I'm trying to wind up. Don't ya? I'm trying to wind up anyway. So uh, this is the first show we've gone on this slate, and uh, we've kept the audience gripped. So great going. Thank you very much. I really uh, wish I didn't have to open it out to Q&A because I was enjoying talking to you all. And uh, we'll 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 keep in touch. And God bless. Keep rocking. <laughs>